Hi guys, welcome back to a new edition of Gol Bezan, your podcast about Iranian football. Uh, I'm your host, Pejman Pars, and with me we have a new guest, a uh, uh, regular panelist for the future. Please introduce yourself. Yeah, how you doing? My name is Arash Hifzakhari. It's really nice to be here on Gol Bezan with you. Great, Arash. Uh, Arash, let's uh, start at once. Uh, we've seen uh, Team Ali playing two games in the last couple, couple of weeks uh, against weaker opponents such as Macedonia and Kyrgyzstan. And what's interesting is that you were actually in the stadium in uh, Macedonia where Iran won the game uh, 3-1. Please tell us uh, about your experience there. Sure, yeah, it was really cool to see Iran, you know, what can I say, I like, I love seeing Team Ellie play whenever I get the chance. It was cool to see them play, of course, in Skopje, Macedonia, cool country. The The stadium wasn't exactly what you call fool. Uh, after talking to some of the other, <clears throat> excuse me, after talking to some other Macedonian football fans, you know, clearly you could tell that not too many people there are very enthusiastic about their team. But overall, it was it was great. It was a good it was good to see. I'm glad I didn't see a zero zero game. And Sardar Osman was amazing. I like the the players Iran. I like the players that Carlos Quiroz chose to use that day. I think uh, it was it was a good it was a good lineup. I also like the second half substitutions as well. Yeah. Uh, why was it? The, why was the stadium so empty? Uh, okay, that uh, the the Macedonian national team is is weak, but uh, I've almost never seen such an empty stadium. Well, one thing is that the the football fans over there they are not really crazy about football, unfortunately. Um, you know, especially because their national team has not been very successful. The people I other people I spoke to about football, they also said that. Their domestic league is not very exciting either. So overall, you just don't see a lot of people being very excited about about their national team. And of course, to be honest, you know, and when you see them, it was the matchup between Macedonia and Iran. I'm sure there's a lot of football fans there that weren't just you know rushing to the stadium. I mean, of course, if it was a you know if it was a World Cup qualifier against a team like Spain or Italy, clearly there would probably be much more people in the stadium. But overall, that worked better. That actually worked out better for me. Oh yeah, um, Arash. Uh, we will remember this game as uh, basically Sarah Osmond's game versus Macedonia. He scored a hat trick, and if we would talk about the goals uh, one by one, if you remember the first goal, it was by uh, it was uh, via a corner, uh, and. Why is it that Iran is uh, nowadays scoring so many goals uh, by free kicks and corners and, and these kind of situations? What's your thoughts? Well, my thoughts on that is that I think, well, in the past I remember even saying that when if Iran were to play against 
much stronger oppositions that they would have to take advantage of set pieces. And I just think that it seems like they, you know, with a player, it's hard for me to say why they're, you know, really able to find ways to score goals on set pieces like corner kicks. But one thing I could add to that is that, in all honesty, Sardar Azmoun just knows how to be in the right place at the right time. And, and, and not taking anything away from his first goal, but the one thing I, I noticed that the Macedonian defenders made a, made, a big, made, made a big mistake leaving him unmarked on that corner kick. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I agree with you with their defense. It was one of the most strangest tactics I've seen during my, my entire life. I didn't understand what they wanted to do, and whatever they wanted to do, they couldn't really uh, be able to do anything good out of it. Uh, and it was maybe even worse versus Kyrgyzstan, but that's a much weaker team, so maybe they're, they're forgiven. Um, in the game, also Jahan Bakhsh started. Jahan Bakhsh has been one of Iran's best players abroad, doing great in Asset Altman in Holland, uh, becoming uh, the fourth best team there and qualifying for the Europa League. He's been a regular, scoring goals, giving great assists, but he's yet not good enough, or he's yet have to f- have to find his place in the Iranian national team. And against Macedonia, he also had some major problems uh, finding himself. What do you reckon in, in the game against Macedonia? How was Jahan Bach's performance? You know, in all honesty, I don't think his performance against Macedonia was really that bad. I, I understand. What, I, I do know what you're talking about. It's it, what maybe it was probably nothing to brag about. I mean, he did take the of course. Well, I mean, of course, it's funny. We were just talking about that corner kick. He did take that corner kick that led to the goal. That's that was a court. That was fine, but. I've heard other people talk about Ali Reza Jahanbash before, too. It's it's almost, I feel like other fans have told me that they feel like he doesn't really fit Carlos Queiroz's system that much. And I'm hoping that will change over time. I mean, he's a very talented player. And just from when I saw at the game, I thought he he, he played solid. I can't really say he was amazing, and it's hard for me to say if he was terrible. Yeah, yeah. in my opinion, I didn't see him as... Unreplaceable, um, and the corner kick actually was a was an awful kick that somehow led to another player. I think it was Ezatollahi that managed to to pass it into Osmoon. But hey, a goal is a goal. Um, but in that game, we saw another uh, young player, a debutant in Shojayan, playing next to Ezatollahi, making it with. Uh, one of the most uh, uh, youngest, or maybe it's Shujayan's second game, but making it uh, one of the youngest and most unexperienced defensive midfields in Iran. How do you reckon Ezatollah and Shujayan's performance? I, I like the way they both played. I mean, and the truth is, it's good. It's always a good test for them. And of course, they weren't playing. Of course, they were playing against a team that they are better than. Overall, I was okay. I like their performance. I think there's there's always room for improvement. I mean, I think Shojayan obviously will need to get get caps more. I liked. I always liked the way Saeed Azatullahi played. His pass to Sardar Azmoun later in that match for the third goal was a very good pass. If anything, probably I'm sure they'll have to just get 
a little more. They'll probably have to tighten up more on defense because I feel like I feel like Iran's offense seems to be going in in, in the right direction. Yeah, two games, nine goals. I don't even remember last time that happened. Man, it was back in the days where Adedoye could score against every team. Yeah, but yeah, you were talking about uh, Osmond's third goal. It was a golden pass. <coughs> Excuse me, a golden pass against them uh, from Ezatolahi. It had actually been playing solid. And my question is this. How come Ezatolari managed to play actually some quite good football in the national team where he only played around eight minutes senior football the last year? Yeah, that is a very good question. I actually was going to bring that. I was actually going to bring up something where my question was going to be, does he deserve really to get called up? I mean, it's, I know this sounds like a harsh question. But in some people, in some, in the eyes of some fans, some people may wonder: Does he deserve to get that much playing time when he hardly plays for his club team? And I, I, I always, that's what, that's always a good question. But the fact is, Carlos Quiroz sees so much potential in him, and I think it's, you know, he, I, you know honestly, I think he needs to be in, in, in a club team where he's getting playing time every match. I mean, it's, of course, it's, he's playing on a, played on a good team, Rostov in the Russian Premier League. They got their runners up, but, but it would be nice to see him play more. And yeah, I, I like your question. It is for some people a little surprise. So for some people, it's a little surprising. He hardly plays for his club team, but here he is playing for the national team. And, but the fact is he's produced, I think he's, but he's producing for the national team and that's what, it, that's what counts most. Yeah. Well, I think we all hope to see him in a, club in Europe where he actually plays games. Uh, he, he was in Atletico where he went from greatness to greatness, if you can say so, uh, with the youth teams and uh, at the end was uh, training with the first team. And uh, some clubs in Spain now do want him back to Spain or are interested in him, but uh, we'll yet have to see what the future for this young man holds. Um, uh, if just talk quickly about this Iran's second goal, Taremi, no, sorry, um, Osmoon more or less just swiped the ball off a defender and, and made a, not the best uh, uh, shot, but it was still a decent goal. Uh, for me, that's a typical goal scorer's uh, attitude uh, where he sees an opportunity in in everything, and that's what we have lacked in Iran in several years. Uh, what do you, do you have any comments about that game or that goal? And for that goal, I, you could, of course, you know, sometimes people may think, you know, that of course, the, all the credit goes to the credit goes to Sardar Azmoun. Clearly, goes to him for taking advantage of the mistake by the Macedonian defender. And it's and the thing is, though, of course, you know, as someone who's always talking about the mistake made by the defense could come in and say, okay, that was a big, big mistake made by the defense. But the truth is there's many defenders who can make that mistake, but then find a way to recover, maybe kick the ball out of bounds or send it back to their keeper. And I believe all the credit there has to go to Sardar Azmoun because he saw that opportunity to, to take advantage of that ball. And he, and he took, and he took it and he took it all the way and scored. I mean, that's something right there that shows what a good, what a good football player he is. He has, 
he's he has he's fast he can control the ball very well and he and best of all he's probably one of the best finishers i've seen for team Ellie in quite a long time yeah yeah i agree um one thing that worried me a little was uh, how macedonia managed to score their goal there were actually some nice passing and the iranian defense was a little bit maybe unorganized or really not ready for for the quick reply that uh, macedonia made and it was a decent shot and a decent goal i'm just worried uh, would, would we see this kind of goals uh, would we see iran get this kind of goals against them when we play against better teams or was this just some bad luck well well when i saw that goal of course i was seeing it on a replay it's hard for me to say if i think that those kinds of goals are always going to happen I'd like to think that the good thing about this game is that it, the good thing about a friendly is that you look at a friendly match and say, okay, it was a friendly. We made these mistakes. We got to make sure not to make these mistakes in qualifiers and, you know, of course, in any any competitive fixture. And, yeah, with that goal, I like how you mentioned that goal because the other day I was looking at the highlights and I saw in the penalty area Iran had many more many more players Exactly. In their own penalty area, and the Macedonians only had about I think four or five, and that right there just made me say, okay, that's a goal they should not be letting in. But like you said, the the defense was a little bit in disarray, and and the player who scored, Alexander Tchaikovsky, he plays for Palermo in in Italy, and that right in that that right there for, in, for the Macedonian national team. The Tchaikovsky and their captain Goran Pandev, who plays for Genoa, you have two players right there that play in a very good uh, European league. Yeah. So the whole the whole thing there is that for you, from the stamp from the point of view for Team Ali is that you give some good players like those some opportunities, they're they're going to punish you. And I think when the you know when the qualifiers come, our you know our defenders need to make sure that our defenders and midfielders need to make sure that they're not falling asleep on those situations. Yeah, yeah. And that's maybe what we will remember or take with us from these two games, because the games against Kyrgyzstan uh, was a, a team I never seen so weak. I just talked about the Macedonian uh, defense, but maybe I should talk about the Kyrgyzstan defense. That I really don't know what they were they were up to. Of course, Kyrgyzstan is not a, a country who actually plays any good football, and they've never been in major tournaments. But uh, it, at, at least uh, it let Iran uh, try some new players, let Iran try some, some, some other tactics and, and experiments, and the experiments went out well. Uh, just a quick uh, reminder for everybody, uh, Iran against uh, Kyrgyzstan had a couple of new faces, such as... Uh, Tayebi in the in the defense and Daniel Mahini also in the defense, both from Estegal uh, Kurdistan, who unbelievably won the Iranian league, uh, called Iran's lesser city because they were a team that just a year before was minutes from regulation, but they managed to survive. Uh, we also had uh, Jamal Hosseini making his 100 cap for national team. Milad Mohammadi on the left side. And Ezzatolai was the only player that actually played, started both games. 
so maybe yeah, Kairos gives him playing time because that's the only place he, get, he gets some playing time. Yeah, he had the uh, Paul next to him, and that was quite interesting because Paul is usually a, uh, he, uh, he can play uh, uh, as, a, as a defensive player as well. Yeah, the uh, center back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have Masoud Shujai, not a favorite against many people, but he actually managed to, to create a penalty on score. Uh, we had Torabi and Torimi, and up front we have Ansari Fahid. Um, uh, how do you reckon this this uh, lineup against Kyrgyzstan? For me, that was a, a quite a uh, offensive lineup with plenty of uh, goal scorers up front. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the lineup. I, you know, Messi, Messi, Tyremi, Messi, Torabi. They're very exciting. They're young. They really bring a lot to the table for Team Ali. Of course, you know, Masu Shojai, you know, he's very experienced as a midfielder. And I know, I, of course, I agree with what, what you said earlier. But, yeah, I, I like the lineup. I think it was the one thing about Carlos Caros, about, excuse me, but one thing about Carlos Caros and that the fact it was a friendly match is that he really decided to field a, a different lineup. He wanted to see what they could do. And if, in a friendly match, especially at home, it's the best, it's the best time to do that. It's your, best, it's your best time to experiment. I mean, then you'll have a few, then of course they have a few months until the World Cup qualifiers begin. And like you said, when you mentioned, is uh, Tola Purga starting as a defensive midfielder? Yeah, I was a little surprised to see that. But I think clearly Carlos Quiroz has seen something from him and that he decided that it'd be a good idea to put him back there, maybe as a way to provide some support for uh, Saeed Zatolahi. Yeah, uh, they actually uh, had some good uh, balance in the team. Um, for me, uh, Arash, uh, what's your what's your man of the match if you had to choose any? For the match against uh, Kyrgyzstan? Yeah. My man of the match there, I'd have to say, I'd probably have to say, I, I know Karim Ansari Fire did score two goals. Yeah. But for this one, I'd have to say probably Mehdi Taremi. I mean, he did score a goal. He could have scored more, but he always, but he was, in, he was playing very well. He had a nice give and go with Mehdi Torabi that led to the third goal. And clearly, if he just finds ways to, you know, perfect his finishing he could have had more goals the score could have been higher and he actually could have had more goals against macedonia as well yeah uh Tormi, uh for me at least he, he reached his peak level uh at iranian level uh, i can't see him progress anymore in paris police or any other iranian team there's been plenty of rumors of him leaving and playing in europe uh, we'll see what comes out of that, but uh, so far he's still with Paris Police. He's a really good striker, and and what's interesting here is that Torabi he only played I think ten games or so and already scored four goals. Torami I think he played eleven games and scored six goals already. That's some really good uh, statistics. And of course, we shouldn't forgive uh, Ozmoon, who now played like 18 games and scored 15 goals or something. That's quite amazing. Um, one of my 
uh, my man of the match would probably be Milad Mohammadi. That was our left back. Left back. He now plays in uh, Terek Grozny in Russia. Uh, he haven't played that much, but uh, a, a couple of games, and he's, he's new in the it's a new environment for him. But he was, uh, I could clearly see some progress in him, where he managed to almost every run turn into some dangerous uh, attack. He was cocky. He had some decent passes, and he he really showed that he's a interesting player for the future. And and also on the right side with Daniel Mahini, um, maybe the the best player, uh, the best debutants. Atayevi didn't do much because Kyrgyzstan was so weak in the offense, uh, and Akhbari the third goalkeeper who came in the second half, he didn't need to do anything. But Mahini on the right side was great. So we could see Iran's uh, tactics uh, basically attacking from every every angle, but especially from the left side and right side with, with the young, speedy uh, players, which are which is basically the, the new how the new football world looks like, where you need to have players Danny Alves style. Um, what do you say about the game in general against uh, yeah, Kyrgyzstan? What should we take with us from that game? Um, from that game, I just think, you know, like you said, you may, you know, you covered a lot, and the one thing you you mentioned. Uh, our our center back Mohammed Tayyabi didn't really get tested much. He said Mohammed Reza Akbari, uh, the goalkeeper from Tractor Sazi, didn't get tested much either. I think the best thing we take from this match is that is that be glad that we found a way to score lots of goals. It seems like, um, and, and of course, like you said, and of course, also I remember I wanted to go ahead and add something in earlier is that you mentioned Milad Mohammadi. Yeah, I remember him in the game against Macedonia. He was making some. He was causing trouble down the left side with his runs. He's really fast. I'm actually very excited to see him play even more for Team LE. He and of course he was. He did a lot against Kyrgyzstan as well. And I just think overall the fact that, like I said, the, what we could take from it is just be happy that we get, that we have our players scoring more goals and and be be excited about the emergence of Mohammadi and possibly even seeing more involvement from Daniel Mahini. I think that's what we could take the most from these game from the game against Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, uh, I do agree with you. Uh, Iran's next friendly or no next game actually uh, will be the World Cup qualifier that will be against uh, Qatar, I believe, in September. If we don't manage to get any friendlies until this, uh, until then. And so far, uh, we just managed to to do the regular Iranian deal with uh, uh, cancelling friendlies uh, because well, whatever the reason the Iranian, usually it's the Iranian Football Federation that's that's behind the, the cancelling because something hasn't been, been correct but we're used to that now uh, at least we can that's true. <laughs> at least we can see some great football in the Euros uh, hopefully the Iranian players will see the best players and learn something from them Kairosh will do his regular, uh, what can we say, drama 
with threatening to to leave Iran and still be be a part of the national team when when uh, next game starts. Uh, Arash, do you have any last words and thoughts on ideas you want to share with Golbezans listeners? Well, as of right now, just like you said, it would be nice if there be some. It would be nice to see some friendlies. I mean, I'm not, I'm not holding my breath for it, but overall, I just think that. We just had two of them, so I don't want to be picky. Just I think the best thing is that uh, I am waiting for that qualifier on the, on the 1st of September against Qatar and Tehran. I'm very confident that Carlos Quiroz will have the best squad picked and ready for a very, for a very tough match. Yeah, uh, and with these two games, he showed that he had a decent squad where he actually can 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 have competition in almost every uh, every spot. Uh, Jahan Paks, uh, although he was not so good in my opinion in the first game, when he played against Kyrgyzstan, he did it much better and uh, assisted two goals. And and we and and Taremi showed that he can very well play maybe next to Sardar Azmoun. And uh, and and Torabi showed that. He have a good record, uh, so it will be interesting to see who he will field up in these games. Uh, what we know about Kairos is it's, it's always hard to predict his his lineups. At least for me, I always get at least four or five wrong. Uh, okay, Arashan, thank you for coming to Golbezan. We hope to hear you regularly. And uh, yes. Oh yeah, thank you so much. It was great to be here. And uh, thank you to all our listeners. Uh, remember to keep in touch. We are on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, my name is Sejman Pars, and this is a new, another edition of Golbezan. Take care. Bye. Okay. All right. We're good? Yeah, good. Great work. Thank you. I hope the sound came out okay. Uh, I hope I'm sure it did. Uh, okay, I, I I've got to go run to work now, but talk to you later. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Okay, take, take it care. Easy. Bye. You too. Bye.